0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Brendan Escott
1: here, Cam Moon alongside as well. We've got the Oilers and Canucks coming up from Abbotsford, B.C. 8 o'clock puck drop tonight on 630. Chad, the Canucks are dressing a much better roster than you were subject to uh, a couple of nights ago. The Oilers, are a little bit more reserved, but just in the sense of uh, really Dreisaitl and Kane everybody else is either battling for a roster spot or has a roster spot so
2: for the most part yeah I I don't I didn't see a Tyson Berry in that list so maybe it's out too but uh, yeah that's It'll be It's a lot closer to NHL versus NHL, and, and I'm sure that'll be the case in the Friday game against Seattle,
1: too. Yeah, certainly. And, hey, we're winding down, right? Yes. There's two, two of these things left, and now all the players are saying, oh, just give me three or four anyway. That's all I really need. <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's kind of where we're at. All right, we'll get to Mark Spector uh, for the horses in one second here. But it is an Oilers game day, and that means we've got a little Oilers game day trivia for you. It's brought to you by Ming Sha. Keep your vehicle looking fresh and brand new with the new vehicle protection package. Book now at mingshine.com. Okay, now you're allowed to text the answer. You can text me this one 780 496 63 if you get it right and the first you're the first to do so we'll uh, we'll send a $50 GC for any of Ming shine's service um, services I guess we'll send that your way okay you're tuned in you're ready to go it, it ties into this day in Oilers history so let's go back to the 1983-84 season if we will I'll ask you this whose goal Did Wayne Gretzky assist on to begin his 51-game, his legendary 51-game point streak? Which player did Wayne Gretzky assist on the goal of to start off this point streak? The player, I will say this game happened against Toronto. Okay. The player would later go on to be a member of the Maple Leafs. -hmm. All right, so you're going to text that answer. Whose gold did Wayne assist on to start off this 51 game point streak? You text it to us, 780 496 0063. We're not answering the phone. I don't have the access to the email, so you text it in. All right, and if you are the first one to get it right, Well, we'll make you sound really smart here on the radio, and then we'll send $50 your way. Without further ado, Mark Spector can make himself sound really smart on the radio, so let's bring him aboard and get a few thoughts on tonight's game, and we'll start spec by saying this. Another opportunity for Dylan Holloway with upper echelon line mates, and he certainly earned it, uh, needless to say, in that last game, didn't he? Do we have Mark Spector on the air? No, we don't, because I haven't potted the right thing uh, up. There we go. I'm smack. How about now? How about, yeah, there how we are you are. Now you doing? <laughs> How's it going in there? <laughs> uh, a little rusty. All right, uh, a lot better on the ice for Dylan Holloway, I'll say that, than it is going for me in here.
0: <laughs> yeah, listen, when like the thing with Holloway is when you get a chance to play with, you know, like last game on the line with Hyman and uh, Drysidle, you better show, right? There's no better opportunity than playing with the. Best guys on the team, and and when you know, and then when you do show, when you do put up, when you get your opportunity, the coach says, "Hey, guess who? Guess what? This Drysaddle's not playing tonight, but McDavid is, and we need a winger. And you know what? You earned that opportunity. You you went out last game and had a hat trick and played great. And here's your reward: you get the next game from Drysaddle. Now you play with McDavid, and uh, you know what? I, I guess that's what you call a meritocracy, right?"
2: Absolutely. Uh, and I know you just recently uh, wrote a piece about uh, Dylan Holloway and, you know, it, what he's brought to the mix. What what have you seen from him, though, Mark, uh, through the preseason? What have you liked about his game?
0: Well, he skates like he's such a good skater. So right away in today's NHL, if you really can skate and you're smart because the game is processed a lot faster today than it was even 10 years ago, you got. You should be able to play. So, he's a smart kid. You can tell. He knows where to go. He's got a little. He reminds me a little of Zach Hyman in, in in that he is no problem going to blue paint. He has no problem jumping into a hard battle, and he looks like a guy that that is, feels like he's going to win that battle. And he's, but he skates better. He skates even better than Hyman. So, this is the, you know, the makings like every tool is there on this kid. Oh boy, what what an exciting young guy to have on your team coming up. He's 21 years old. And uh, frankly, I I have yet to see the tool that he doesn't have, guys. How about you? Well, this is
1: the thing, and you know, Cam and I were talking in the last half hour. It dates back a lot further than some people, I guess, are willing to sort of to backtrack. And I think the injury was a a major interruption, obviously, to uh, his linear development, if you will. But you go back to his 17-year-old season in the Alberta Junior League, and he's always been a high-end offensive player. He dominated that league at 17 years old, and right. frankly, it sounds like that's a lot of what Holland saw in the player when he drafted
0: him in the first place. Well, listen, you dominated every level, right? So he dominates at that level. He, he gets to uh, the NCAA, and I believe, uh, what was he as a 19-year-old? Fifth in the nation in scoring?
2: Uh, yeah, 35
0: points. Dominate at that level, but that's, as a 19-year-old, to to do that at the NCAA, that's as close to a domination by a 19-year-old as you'll ever see. Then he gets to the Penticton rookie camp, and I get it. It's a bunch of guys that a lot of them aren't playing, dominates at that level, best player on the in the tournament by everybody's account. Okay, now we get the preseason. A little bit better crop of players, right? How's he done? Well, he's you know second in the NHL in goals or something like that. He's he's certainly I'm not going to tell you he's dominated all through camp, but he's been fantastic at this level. Tonight the level gets a little higher. So you know, here's what nobody knows. I don't know how he's going to look in November on uh, November 15th when it's all NHL lineups. And every guy's got his timing and his footing and and some chemistry in the line. November 15th, late November to me, guys, that's the final level. How's he going to be at that level? I don't know. But every level he's been at so far, gentlemen, he's killing it. So why wouldn't we want to find out?
2: No, exactly. To this point, and I was saying it earlier, to this point, he's done everything in his power to make a case for him playing in the NHL. How important do you think it was, uh, Mark, to – you get back after that, after the surgery, get into American League games last year, play a lot there, see all situations, and, and make that jump from college to the NHL. Like that—that's that's not easy. Having some American League time, I'm guessing, uh, would have been a, you know a huge boost for him.
0: Oh, for sure. And it's a, to me, it's confidence because he went there, and you know, you're never sure. Right. Even the player, the player may talk a good game. Whoever he is, he's never positively sure until he does it. So he goes to the NHL, and he doesn't just just you know manage to keep his head above the water. He's one of their best players down there. So what did he play down there last year? How many games?
2: Thirty-three, and he had twenty-two points and four points in five playoff games too.
0: Right. So by the end of the thing, he's a genuine contributor. He's one of their better players. He's a go-to guy on specialties. So to me, the development's great, and it can't kill you. It can't hurt you at all. But to me, it's the confidence. He, he got to that level, and he succeeded at that level. And now when he comes to camp, he says, hey, I can be a good AHL player. Now I'm going to see if I can be a good NHL player. And those 33 games, let answer some questions for Dylan Holloway, I guarantee you.
1: I think he's helping really fuel this this roster competition and I don't know that I looked at him as the guy that was going to push Warren Fogel and Yessa Poyarvi here but that's exactly what's happened over the last couple of games and Fogel answered late in that game and frankly has been playing this this projected role of his pretty well over the last couple of games Poyarvi showed uh, some flashes once again in Winnipeg but you know ultimately there's going to be some decisions to be made here in a couple of days and and harder decisions than, than uh, maybe originally forecasted, but that bodes well for this team and the depth of it moving forward. Oh, it's hard to
0: make. It's hard to make the team. Okay, so say stop me when I'm, when I'm saying something that you don't agree with. In my experience, when I see a coach like Jay Woodcroft start his preseason with a third line like Nugent Hopkins, McLeod, and Fogel, he put them together right at the start. And he's played them together all the way through. And at first they didn't do much, but the last couple games they were pretty good. They're starting to find some chemistry, right? They're starting to become a third line like Jay envisioned back in July. So to me, that coach starts the season with that line every single time. Am I wrong on that?
2: No. One would be led to believe that would be what will happen, yes.
0: Right. He he came up with the idea. He's experimented in preseason. The experiment is working. I'm here to bet my you know truck that that line will start the season as a third line. So if that's going to be your third line, you know we all had Jesse Polyarvi projected as a third line right winger on this team. I certainly did. But he's not going to be on that line. To start, maybe 15 games in sure, but not to start. So Polyarvi's got to find himself a spot in the top 6 or he's going to be in the bottom 3. And right now, the spot that that he's contending for, in my eyes guys again, say stop if I'm wrong. Yamamoto's not coming out of the top six on this team. He's going to be a top six winger. And to me, there's one spot. It goes to Holloway or it goes to Poyarvi in the top six. I get it. They don't play the same side. Hyman's going to go left. Hyman's going to go right. We'll figure that out. But there's one top six spot for Poyarvi or for Holloway. And the other guy, if it's Holloway on the fourth line, he's going to the minors because uh, Ken Holland said, I'm not putting him on the fourth line to play eight minutes. And if it's Poyarvi on the fourth line... I don't see him as a fourth line player, but he's going to have to figure out how to get back in the top six. The
1: problem with it is he doesn't see himself as a fourth line player either, and and I think that fair, yeah, you, you know that's where you start getting the least out of the player, and that's that that's what worries me. But that's uh, again, it's it's it, the more players that they're able to add to the fold here to say, okay, well we've got somebody else who can do it, then the less bargaining power, if you will, that Arvi is going to have, and. Um, you know again
0: i produce, say it's... guys, he's got to he's yeah. got to come out and stake his claim you know i am I'm, I'm i've watched him all preseason he had a nice game in winnipeg i think he had five shots on net
2: yeah. yeah i thought he was he was pretty good against winnipeg i thought that was probably his best preseason game but hey if that's what it is if that's the way it is at the start of the uh, regular season then that's what it is then that means you're the fourth line right winger and if you don't if you don't like it then then change it you know what I mean? You dig in and change it. That's 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 the only way. I
1: and aren't we in year seven of no, dig in and change it? Well, <laughs> I'm just saying well, year three anyway. If that's sure. the
2: case, I mean, there's still two games to be played here, and and it'll it will play out. However, it, it's about to play out. But you know, Dylan Holloway, with what he's done, is making a very bona fide case uh, to to staying in Edmonton and staying in the top six. So. Yeah, doesn't that make these these last two games, Mark, very interesting as far as, you know, there's a few a few spots that uh, I, I don't think are are solid yet.
0: Well, you know what I like, Muner, is that I've been covering this team for a while. I remember when the guys competing for these spots were AHL players, yeah, right? Quasi-AHL guys. You know, is Anton Lander going to make the team, right? Is, uh, is I forget his first name, uh, Hardik Kynan going to make the team? You know, guys like that, that in the end, we look back, history tells us they weren't NHL players. So what we have here is genuine NHL guys battling for jobs. And, and that waiver wire, when you know, come Monday, it's going to have an NHL player or two on it with Edmonton next to his name. That means you're good. It means you're deep. And it means you've got a chance to win this year. Uh, they're not fooling around with guys who who are never going to play. The guys that don't quite make this Oilers team, there's other teams looking at them thinking, man, I could use that guy
1: shown well enough in preseason I would suggest they're going in to, to face a winless Vancouver team on well, preseason records I guess you can just throw right out the window but nevertheless uh, 8 o'clock puck drop tonight on 6.30 Ched we've got Mark Spector on the line Sportsnet spec and uh, I, I just look at the team depth right across the board and, and maybe we'll hone in I guess on the back end right now because I don't think that Broberg has played his way off of the team but I don't think that he's sitting right now having played to the caliber that they expected entering this preseason Sam Rukov's not really pushing him for time but I wonder with Nemo Linen factoring in tonight if he might uh, if, if there's an opportunity for him there I guess blank, blankly I'll ask you what do you think of that sort of battle for the third line or third pair left defense spot
0: well it's still it's still a battle because I would say to you that Broberg hasn't done what I just asked Jesse Polyarvi to do. You know, Broberg hasn't knocked our socks off here. But can Holland say, Job's his to lose. I still think it's his to lose. And if nothing goes crazy here, I think he's on a team. But we would like to see Broberg show a little more confidence, right? We'd like to see Broberg skate a puck once in a while. We'd like to see Broberg, you know, his decision-making. Maybe it's not quite where we hope that it's been so far. So, listen, that's it's called a tryout. And there's no rule here that says Nieminen can't come out have two awesome hockey games and change somebody's mind. Because Broberg doesn't have to go through waivers; he can go straight to Mikko. So you know what? That's why they have camp boys because you know guys like Nieminen and guys like Polberg and Tullyrvi and Holloway, they're not for sure in wherever they think their position is. Now we got to watch and see who gets the you know who gets the prize at the end of the day. It's kind of going to make these last two games a little bit fun, huh?
2: Oh, I think so. Absolutely. The, the battle on the back end. I mean, and Linen and Broberg are both waivers exempt. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So you could send them down. Maybe they go down for a while. Maybe they come back up. Just because you don't start the year in Edmonton doesn't mean you don't finish it.
1: It's the bonus yep. yeah. money that they want yeah. Broberg to start the season in Edmonton for. Is that correct?
0: Okay, but listen. So let's say let's say you decide to yourself that Nieminen is the guy you want. You play Broberg. You put him in the lineup one game, and then you make your swap. So yeah. that's how you do it. Yeah. I want to say this: if it's if it's Broberg's job to lose, and I think we all agree that it is. You know, has been good because we look at Nieminen and go, "Hey, you've been okay." You know, we don't expect that much out of him. I think we expect more out of Broberg. Is that fair? Yes. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we do. So you know, Nemo Leinen doesn't—he doesn't have to stand out, to be honest. He throws a couple of really good hits. I don't love his puck play, right? When the puck's on a stick, he doesn't look like a guy with a ton of confidence. So that's something for him to work on. And and I think we want to see Broberg be a lot better than Nemo. And I guess if he's not, then the battle's on, right?
2: Yeah. How about Ryan Murray? It looks like he's come in and just been uh, been steady so far.
0: He's like the Steady Eddie guy, right? That's what he's getting paid for here. He'll be on a team. He's Chris Russell, guys. That's yeah. who he is. He's the new Chris Russell. And uh, I liked Chris Russell, and Chris Russell was really good for about two or three games when he came in. If uh, I won't lie to you. If he had to play six or seven in a row, you know, you started to see a crack or two at his age. Uh, I think Murray is younger. Hopefully he can stay healthy And uh, I don't mind Murray one bit. If my seventh defenseman is Ryan Murray, I think I got an okay defense core, huh?
1: I would suggest yeah, so. I would I mean, suggest so. And there's there's texture saying, look, there's there's injuries over the course of the yep. season. All of these players are going to factor in at some point over the next six months. It just might be a matter of how it looks. And, hey, we've got a daily talk show. We're making content up as we go. <laughs> Sometimes it falls into your lap, doesn't it? When you get a guy like Matt Barzell out east, who we weren't sure what that contract was going to look like, spec, and suddenly he's a $9.15 million player. What?
0: well listen you know what guys are looking from the other side of this league at Edmonton they're looking at Nurse and they're going 9.25 what yeah like fair you gotta sign your guys you know you know your guys you know their character better than anybody else knows it you know their flaws I get all that stuff I don't nobody sees Barzell as a 9 million dollar guy I certainly don't but I would ask you if Lamarillo lets him hit free agency where do you get another Mad Barzell from you know and the Edmonton Oilers, they lost Larson. They lost Glefbaum for nothing. And up comes Nurse. And he's a huge part of the things here. And he's part of the core. And he's your number one guy, even though you can argue he's not a genuine number one in the league. I get that. But if not Nurse for the Edmonton Oilers, who? You know, you, you got to kind of look at it from the New York Islanders' point of view. They got to sign Barzell because they need that player. And they, they're going to build around them. And. I can think of worse guys to build
2: around. Guy still a pretty good player, no? Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. I, yeah, and that's the case. I. It would be. He's your guy. You like him. He likes it there. So yeah. yeah, if you lose him, then you're you're trying to replace
1: him, and good luck with that. So well, Kadri wasn't going there evidently. So or something was amiss. <laughs> yes. maybe that was the the alternative. So yeah, that's anyway. fair. Appreciate the perspective, Spec. Enjoy the game tonight.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it, boys. Uh,
1: have right. a great show. Okay, see you, back. Mark Specter from Sportsnet right there on every Wednesday this season. It's Brendan Escott and Cam Moon. We'll come back with maybe some more of your text messages. 780-496-0063 is the number. the $9.25 million man, a contract kicking in this season. Will he rise to the occasion? I mean, he's he's already one of the top minutes munchers in the NHL, and I wonder, because he was one that saw his minutes decrease a little bit. The workload management came in a little more when Jay Woodcroft took over. So a full season of that, hey, I wonder what Darnell Nurse can produce. I wonder, because he was pretty darn good five on five year before last.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's when he was uh was scoring the goals, but it almost seemed like it will at times. <laughs> Just coming in and shooting it past the goaltender.
1: Paul Coffey, right? Just yeah. following up that play and, and ended up with the puck on his stick. Hey, if you're looking for a great Oilers road trip, you can join Oilers now in Vegas this January. You can catch the team, play the Golden Knights and see all of the famous Vegas attractions. This uh, New West travel hockey package includes your airfare three nights at the five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel right there on the Strip game tickets and a welcome reception with Big Bob Stoffer and likely some special guests as well. There's always heavy hinting about who might appear at one of these events. For the Oilers Now Vegas hockey package, call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. Of course, some guests of the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and a good time now as well to dive into the Oilers Now Injury Report which we have all season long brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers Unrivaled Experience Unrivaled Commitment Unrivaled Results Tyler Benson, lower body injury we'll call it right now and I would suggest day to day until we get a further prognosis but maybe we just shouldn't guess at all it's tough, yeah. it's, it's tough to say but um, so, I didn't even see what happened. No, neither did I. He
2: was in the game, and then he wasn't in the game. so i I have I, and we're
1: sitting there watching the game, but yeah. we didn't never saw him actually get hurt. Vinny Desharnies recovering from hand surgery. That's why you haven't heard his name in the mix in some time. Sounds like a few more weeks for him before he rejoins uh, what will be Bakersfield. And uh, and I think that's it. Of course, save for the obvious Mike Smith and uh, and Oscar Kleffbaum yeah. sitting there on the sidelines making up your long term injured reserve money. There you go. So Oilers tonight, uh, again 8 o'clock puck drop down in Vancouver. Top line of McDavid, Holloway, and Zach Hyman. Nuge will center Devin Shore and Yesapol Yarvi. McLeod with Matthias Janmark and Derek Ryan on the third line. James Hamblin, Brad Malone, and another chance for Jake Vertanen to uh, to earn a job in the NHL. On the back end, it's, it's Nurse and CeCe. Kulak and Bouchard, and uh, they did skate four D pairs today. There's a lot of guys on the ice. Broberg and Murray were one set. Nima Line and Demers the other. Not sure which of those pairs will end up actually getting the start tonight or uh, or just drawing Yeah, in line. Yep. Yep. And, uh, Stuart Skinner and Calvin Pickard. Your goaltending duo, Jack Campbell, joined the ice uh, late today, but he played the last 60 minutes at home. He won't factor in this evening.
2: I really like what Stuart Skinner has done here in the preseason. I mean, he was unbelievable in Winnipeg. I mean, the The Oilers had a, a lineup that he certainly wasn't as strong as the Jets, mm-hmm. but Stuart Skinner allowed his team to hang around and hang around and tie it up, and then win it in the shootout. It was—he's uh, been great. And and Calvin Pickard's played well when he's played too. So it's good to see some depth at that position, the most important position there is. It's um, so far so good. So happy for Stuart Skinner.
1: Yeah, you, you get that veteran presence when, when Pickard ends up in the AHL and whether it's Fanti or Rodrigue that he's mentoring or both, I'm sure, over the course of the season, that's that's not a bad presence nope. to have. And again, the organizational depth, the players willing to come here and play for not a ton of money to be a part of this, all of that is helping out in the bigger picture. Goaltending may be as set it and forget it as it's been in decades <laughs> for the Oilers. like it, It's barely a headline. It's barely, yes. ahead. you don't think about them playing the puck. You don't think about which one of them starting. It, it's, it's just different this time around. 780-496-0063. You must be impressed with the goaltending situation. We'll see how David Staples feels about it as well when we come back after a global news weather traffic update with Evan Cook.